0: This is the High School Football America podcast for May the 13th, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrap. America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability. It's fast, and they have awesome customer service. And plus, they have priced plans so right for every coach's budget. And now today, the big news that they're getting, their pricing to be even better. For any program that signs up with GameStrat by June the 30th, the package will be discounted below the price of Huddle Sideline. Discounts up to $2. $100. Yes, that's right. And here's the best part, because there's uncertainty out there, right? Well, here's the deal. If you sign up with GameStrat, they know your funds are tight and they will not go to waste. The worst case scenario is this. If your season is canceled, they will roll over the subscription until the following season, which means... Don't worry about it. You are covered, and you've paid early for the 2021 season. There is no risk to you. Tomorrow, the uh, founder, co-founder, and CEO of GameStrat, Tunchakaya, will be on the podcast to talk about this great offer. Again, check it out. And before we get into our uh, interview today with our coach from Indiana... We're going to tell you that uh, we are very, very pleased that uh, just minutes ago we went to the post office and we put our first check in the mail for our GoFundMe uh, campaign to help Sports writers, high school sports writers across America who have been affected by COVID-19. Many of them laid off or in some cases fired. And we sent out our first check today and it goes to uh, Jacksonville, Florida. The first story is up. Brandon Jennings, a four-star college football prospect, a linebacker from Sandalwood in Jacksonville, Florida. He is being profiled by Bryant Roach. So you need to go to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com to check out the story. But more importantly, High School Football Amer- America is turning red white and blue we always are we're turning red white blue and green now because of our campaign we are able to help out people who uh, are not able to go out there and promote our kids our coaches and our programs just so happy kevin smith from upstate new york he's working on the second one we had another uh, donation this morning this is just starting to pick up a little bit of speed so if you can do it please go to highschoolfootballamerica.com Check out all what we're doing with the GoFundMe account. Every penny goes to the reporters. High School Football America is picking up the fees associated with the GoFundMe campaign. This money goes right back. Back into the community. And again, we wrote our first check today. Uh, The uh, freelance assignments total $150, which is great. Hey, when I used to work for uh, USA Today and write, I would get $250. As I've been joking with a lot of people, you know, we're not USA Today yet, but $150 makes a difference uh, for reporters that are out of work. So if you can donate, please do. If not, please spread the word to friends and family. And I make this one plea to coaches. Coaches, if you've ever been interviewed, by a high school sports reporter might be a good time now to think about seeing if you can you know make a five ten dollar donation every little bit helps and uh, again it made us feel so good Trish and I so good today to write that check and drop it in the mail heading to the great state of Indiana Indianapolis longtime friend of the show, Uh, John Hebert, the uh, head coach of Carmel High School, is on the line, the uh, defending 6A state champs. uh, I I, I think this is a a statement that uh, I'll stand by, and John will like hearing it when I say it. Uh, Definitely uh, right near the top of all-time high school football programs in the state of Indiana. Uh, 16th title game uh, last November, 9th overall title, uh, 5th. appearance in the, uh, the big championship game 6A in seven years and uh, uh, another f- uh, showing in the high school football American national rankings and John's on here to, to talk a little bit about last year, a little bit about the year coming and what, uh, what's happening in between here, trying to keep a football season together as a coach as it relates to children being all over the place in, in, in his community. Uh, welcome to the show, John. Good to, good to have you on here and I hope everybody in your family is uh, safe and healthy.
1: Well, Jeff, first of all, it's, it's an honor to be here. I'm I'm really happy to be talking with you today, talking about football. I appreciate all that you just, uh, said in your introduction there about, about our, our kids and our program. And, um, you know, to answer your question, uh, we are fortunate here in, in our household to be, um, handling the crisis, uh, fairly well. I think, you know, we're, I don't want to say that we're getting used to it, but, uh, you know, dealing with the ups and downs and that's uh, probably the best we can hope for.
0: Yeah, it's, it, we're, we're all adjusting, and as I've been telling everybody uh, since this began, we've upped, upped the ante here on the podcast, having more coaches on just to take our minds off uh, uh, of the, the, the news of the day and, and talk a little bit about what we all love, and uh, uh, that's where we're going to kind of start here. We're going to kind of jump into it. Uh, we, uh, Folks, as you're listening here, John and I had a long conversation beforehand, and we're going to try and emulate some of that, uh, because last Friday I, I, I put out a story that I found. It was just kind of happenstance. I read a lot on the internet and I saw that the Indiana High School Athletic Association released a statement on its website uh, that that really gave me pause to go oh yeah Mr. Positive here who keeps saying we're going to have a 2020 football season this is what I'm talking about and basically what it said I'm going to read it verbatim it said provided there are no adjustments to Governor Eric Holcomb's announced plans to reopen the state of Indiana school sponsored summer activities may resume not may as in they may it's like they may they can open up on uh, July 1st of 2020 so uh, I put that out there I figure all the people in the Hoosier State are going to love it and and things blew up it has been seen about a half a million times so far. As I told John, people around the country are uh, retweeting it at their own state organization saying, hey, look at what the Hoosier State is doing. And uh, I thought nobody nobody better to be on here to talk a little bit about it than John. And John was actually going to be on Monday. And he said, hey, Jeff, our, our, our coaches association, the statewide coaches association, it's going to have a little conversation on Tuesday night. Can we move it to Wednesday? So here we are on Wednesday. And I'm, I'm interested, John, uh, to, to talk. We're going to talk a little bit about your thoughts on it. But tell me what happened last night as a result of uh this release that was put out on the IHSAA
1: well the um the leadership under under uh, Bob Gaddis who's our our uh, elected leader uh, w- was was really forthcoming with updates regarding conversations that he had with the IHSAA uh following that statement that was put out and just really talking through Concerns, different scenarios, and uh, we had we had really uh, large attendance. We had to have three separate Zoom meetings wow. uh, just to get everybody in, and um, you know, so we we listened to to Coach Gaddis at Columbus East uh, as he as he told us and, and took us through. Um, and I, I think you know more than anything that was said in particular, I think it's just in the spirit uh, that you mentioned that everybody's in of wanting this to happen and and we're just eager for any kind of uh, positive conversation that that you know could lead to us really uh, getting started on on July 1st I I don't think we know what it's going to look like Um, you know that just wasn't really uh, firmly discussed because we don't have those answers yet there's still a month and a half before July 1st and you know, Governor Holcomb's plan, um, was, was very thorough and, you know, just like the national guidelines of having that 14 day period of, um, you know, the, the numbers trending in the right direction is what's going to have to happen before you move on to the next phase, you know? So May 24th is the phase in Indiana where, um, gyms can open. So, uh, among other things, but you know, like our kids, many of them are, have not been um, working out with uh, free weights, mm-hmm. you know, those that don't have the free weights in their home and, or maybe the ability to have people to work out with or whatever. But um, I think that when the gyms open up, we're going to see a little bit more structure there in terms of what, what, the, what it looks like. You know, how, how do you, how do you um, maintain social distancing and, and um, the safe standards when uh, people are, are you know, working hard, sweating, breathing heavily, um, you know, what, what exactly is that going to entail? And I think that that information, uh, will be really vital for what we do here in Indiana on, on July 1st. That's my opinion. You know, what, uh, you know, I, I don't think that anybody here is under the belief that, uh, we're going to put on equipment and start you know, practicing and, you know, in Indiana, you're allowed to have competition days too. We, our summers in Indiana have been just fantastic. We get, we get 12 contact days with helmets and shoulder pads. Um, you, you're allowed to have competition days with other schools. So, you know, it, it really is up to the individual um, program, you know, how they want to approach their summer. But, um, you know, those types of things I think are, are way off in the distance. But, um, I would uh, you know, think that most people you know regardless of the limitations that are put on us whether our kids have to stay six feet apart and uh, have you know a, a mask on or uh, you know or, or maybe we're limited in, in majorly in the equipment that we're allowed to use but any any kind of team activity where our, our guys are in one place and we can look each other in the eye and we can do something related to the building of our team is going to be just a really welcome sight and I think I think we're all just really hopeful. Uh, that that can happen on July 1st.
0: Yeah, well, I, I'm of the belief if I keep saying there's a season, it's going to happen. I'm a big manifester, Coach. But uh, John Hebert is on the line at Carmel High School in Indianapolis, um, outside of Indianapolis. A, a great program, as I said, at the top. Lots of state championships there, uh, year in and year out. Uh, uh, one of the top uh, favorites there in, in the Mick. And, you know, Coach, one of the things, and I've, I've, I've kind of evolved this over the last two months of some of the questions I asked, some I'm going to repeat. But one thing kind of came to my mind as you were talking there that I, I, I'm pretty... Probably it's probably gonna have to be a yes or no question, but I want you to expand upon it. And what I was thinking is, you know, when you talk about, well, what's it gonna look like? I said the other day on the podcast, you know, think about this, this, there's a timeout on the field. Out come the managers with the water bottles. Do we each have a water bottle? You know what I mean? Like it's it's those simple things that you don't think about, right? But but now as I think about that, and, and what something you said there set this off. Is football maybe better prepared than anything else in the world? Because there is structure, right, from the coaching staff and the way you handle things, you, you know, practices, it's this way, this way, this way, this way, and the kids know to ha- how to follow that. I think football is positioned perfectly um, to, to come up with the changes that need to be made uh, to make you know, people feel comfortable that their kids can go out there and play football. I mean, how do you feel about that? Is that, am I going off on a wrong tangent here? Or do you feel what I'm saying? It's like, you know, there's that structure inherent in football that can help us help the game and bring it back the way it needs to come back.
1: Well, Jeff, I think you hit the nail on the head of why the people that are in this game love it so much. And I agree 100% that, uh, you know, if there's any sport that can do it, it's this one. And I think one of the biggest contributing factors to that is just how badly the young people want to play this game Mm -hmm. and, and, and not just because the game is fun, which it is, but it's all of the, uh, the social aspects that come with it and the, and the personal growth that results and. The mentoring and the delayed gratification and, and all those things. And, and, uh, you know, to your point that we had a staff meeting last night prior to the IHSA meeting, uh, assistant coaches and our athletic trainer and our strength coach, um, you know, all on a zoom meeting. And we just started brainstorming the things that we would do, the things that we could do. Uh, we're looking into to purchasing water bottles that fill from the bottom up, so the lids yeah. don't have to be taken off. We're, mm-hmm. we're talking about potentially each kid having their own water bottle. Now we've got 150 kids in our, in our 10 through 12 program. That's a lot of water bottles, but if that's what we have to do, we're going to do it. And, uh, we'll, we'll, probably have, uh, you know, we, we, we discuss sanitation stations, uh, really putting an investment in sanitation, uh, disinfectants and things like that. So that, uh, because it is such a high, highly personal, uh, game but the the ability to 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 work into our schedule um kind of a disinfecting disinfecting of gloves of uh you know if we're allowed to have a ball the disinfecting of the ball the the you know we might not be able to get our kids in the locker room um at all or if we do we might have to stagger it through five different groups well we'll organize uh the disinfecting of the locker room in between um the the groups of kids coming in. I mean, it's just going to be a lot of planning that's going to have to happen. Um, but we're used to doing that. Like you said, it's, uh, you know, you have to have a highly organized environment in order to be, um, successful and in order to, to function the right way. And this is just one more thing. I mean, I think anybody that's set in their ways, anybody that really is just so committed to doing things the way they've always done them, is really going to struggle with this, but People that enjoy a challenge see it as uh, something to be solved and, uh, you know, and try to learn as they go. And I think if you sell that image, that vision to the kids, my experience is that they they're 100 percent on board. And I I know that'll be the case with our kids. They're just they just want to be back here no matter what we have to do.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, it kind of saddened me as you were kind of talking there and thinking and, and, you you know, no bones about it. You guys are, you know, a little bit more of an affluent community there. And but but when you start thinking about and I'm not just talking to Indiana, I'm talking across the country uh, there, you guys are planning. You're probably going to be able to because of booster clubs and all that, be able to, to pull some of this off. What about the those programs around the country that may not have those those good things? You know, some of the 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 the, the, the bigger city school districts that, you know, struggle to eat year in and year out. You know, that kind of made me sad as I was thinking about that. So uh, John Hebert is on the line from Carmel High School. Uh, We're talking about uh, uh, right now, the pandemic and what we're going through. But we're going to talk a a little Greyhound football here and just a a couple of questions. Uh, This one, John, I've thrown out at everyone. And, you know, we know you guys are doing different things, you know, Zoom coaching meetings. And I'm sure you're doing different things with the kids to keep connected. But mine's more about, you know, you personally, you know, what have you learned about yourself through this? Because I'm sure you've never, ever gone to a coaching clinic where they talked about what to do in a pandemic so what have you learned about yourself just personally doesn't have to be football related what have you learned
1: well i think uh the timing of this for me personally was was probably um as as positive as it could have been i i did make some some lifestyle changes in the last year that um really helped me enjoy this past season and and school year um mostly mental health related, uh, trying to slow down, uh, exercising more. Um, you know, I've, I've been meditating and, uh, ma- making some, uh, changes in my, in my diet and, you know, just to try to feel better and, and, uh, have more energy. And, you know, of course those things are, are being strained right now because of we're less, I'm less active and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, helping the kids. So I've got three children and my, my wife is, is working around the clock as many people are because, um, of the new nature of the workplace. And so, um, you know, it's, it, it can be stressful and, but I, at least I think for me, um, I've learned that, uh, y- you need to have a handle on, on how you're feeling. And I think you need to identify it and, um, and you need to be prepared to take steps to, um, you know, to, to deescalate some negative feelings and negative emotions that, um, that everybody's going through. I mean, it's impossible to read the news and, um, without, without really intentionally, uh, trying to, to keep that positive mindset that you mentioned earlier. Um, you know, if, if you allow yourself to just dwell on negative things, then, then you're going to find yourself in a, in a deep rut. And um, so I'm, I'm trying to remind myself of these things. It is a, a daily battle. And I think if anything, I feel like um, we need to be really um, uh, tolerant of each other and supportive of each other, compassionate toward one another when it comes to um, what people are going through. Cause I think some people are, are going through a really hard time. You might not know it and they they might not tell you about it. And yep. you can't see it because they're in their own homes and uh we need to assume that everybody is uh going through a hard time and everybody deserves our patience and and uh and our support. And I think if we when we get back together, that's gonna be the overriding um vision that I'm gonna be trying to promote is that we're gonna be that type of a of a group, that we're gonna be there for each other. We're all in
0: it together. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Yeah.
1: I think that's the best fun. way
0: to put it. And, and the last question about this before we move into some football, uh, and and I've asked a lot of people this, and and you know, as you said earlier a couple of minutes ago, you know, you and your staff are already thinking about, you know, what do we do differently to move forward and all that. And here's the one that I've been posing. We and it builds upon what you just said. There, you do not know what's going on in every single kid's home good, bad, ugly, horrible, all of those things, but there's going to come a time, because I do believe there is going to be a season this year, where you're going to have your entire um, program sitting in front of you, and you as the, the head coach there, you're going to have to deliver a message, right? And, and those kids that you're talking to are all going to have different feelings. Some of the kids are going to be, as I've been describing, like, you know, Tigers that haven't had meat in a while, right? They're ready to hop out of that cage and play some football, and then you're going to have some kids that are watching a lot of that news because they can't go out the house, right? Or or, or they're just c- catching glimpses, their parents watch it, and they may be a little afraid, right? They're, they're, they still want to play football, but they may be a little afraid. Have you thought about that message that you deliver and how you handle it as a program to make sure that all kids kind of, no matter where they fall on that spectrum, know that you know this is a safe place to play the game that we all love?
1: Well, and, and you're right, that's the essential question. And and the way that we deal with it and the way I think we'll continue to is, first of all, I have an amazing uh, staff of assistant coaches, and we we really try to team up when it comes to the kind of support that we give to the kids that need it most. And, and it's going to be really important that we identify who those are with whatever available, um, you know, details and, 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 um, you know, the, 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 just the indicators that we can determine. Um, and I think that the the way we will probably do that is to start really slow. And, um, you know, just by being together, we might not even do anything on day one with physical, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it may be all mentally related and, and day two, maybe just a little bit more, um, but still not too much, because I, I know enough to know that the kids are not working, by and large, to the same uh, physical standard that they would if they were in each other's presence. Uh, that that uh, if they did, then it wouldn't be such a great team sport that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got to start, start slow, start small, build from there, gather data, um, you know, and, and not to, not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, one of the things, and I I have to think most people are thinking this way too. I'm I'm not spending a whole lot of time on this. Um, you know, on, on all of these clinic talks and everything, because I think we're going to have to pare down what we do, probably down to maybe 25, 30% of what we do, because we're not going to have the time to teach it. We're not going to have all those intricacies. What's going to be most important is, you know, really having a foundation of who you are, why you're playing, uh, who you're playing for, and then, you know, put in some, some, some basic structures and then just get back to trying to, to play the game when we get that opportunity. So I think that goes for, for all of our involvement, just being together is going to be the real task that we have to cherish.
0: Yep. No, I agree with that one hundred percent, and it's my favorite part of the podcast. Over the last two months, we get to flip a switch here and talk some some football, and we'll put a big smile on your face to start off with, uh, Coach John Hebert. You won a state championship last year in uh, Indiana's uh, biggest classification, and that's a that's a big deal. Uh, no matter what state you're in, but uh, you guys, as we've discussed when you've been on the show before, it's a little bit tougher in six A because you usually have that. Uh, Hit him once in the regular season and then probably again in the playoffs to get to that championship and, and hoist the trophy. Your ninth overall last year, fifth appearance in the last seven years. And uh, just as I, I tell you those things, those numbers, and you think back to, to Lucas Oil Stadium last year around Thanksgiving, uh, what, what kind of thoughts bubble to your brain and put a smile on your face?
1: Well, I was texting with... Um some of our players that are, that are graduating. And we had some that graduated mid mid school year. So they could go to, go to college already. And then they came home a month later and said, boy, does, didn't the season seem like a, a couple of years ago now, it just seems so long ago with all this happened. But uh, you know, the, the feelings that we have, it, it was absolutely a, a highlight, if not the highlight of my entire coaching career to see how this team, really bonded came together um what has happened in in the, the last two state championships that we've won is that we've faced some real um adversity it, it you know probably the middle point of the season and and we could go one direction or the other and fortunately you know we we doubled down on on our commitment to each other and we 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 stepped backwards from the Xs and Os and more toward the human beings and um and we solved some of those issues most importantly the the team solved them they, the our leaders did so so many kids really uh stepped up and contributed in in, in regards to keeping the locker room together and um staying focused on on the the daily tasks and uh we just had we just had a, a you know a really tough game in that state championship against Center Grove and and Eric Moore just phenomenal program just you know we knew they were going to be really hard to beat a second time and um because the first game was was really tough and we hadn't beaten them in the regular season in in a few years prior to this year so uh going into that last one and and it was it was back and forth and a slugfest and and they scored 14 points in the in the um third and fourth quarter and 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 got within 3 and we got the ball back with 4 minutes left and our offensive line just really uh Just just brilliant um, assignment and and physicality blocking in our our running game, um, you know, to turn the lights out on the the scoreboard, and and we were able to uh, come away with the win. So um, we had injuries. We had, uh, you know, we we were on our, by the end of the game, we were on our third string quarterback. Um, You know, we had lost a a, a kid who's Christian Williams, who was going to Michigan State to play baseball. Uh, He had, he had, settled in as our starting quarterback and, and in the regional finals, he, he had a Liz Frank injury that ended his his career, and uh, and, and we had a senior step up who, who had started a lot for us, Gabe Quigley, and he carried us all the way to the state championship, and then, and then he breaks his collarbone in the state game and, and plays for another three plays with a broken collarbone, uh, trying to hold it in place as he's running the ball and choosing to run the ball um, so that we can get a first down and then and then sophomore zach osborne uh seals it uh for us by executing our offense there at the end in the four minute situation and um so we're we're you know we we were we were fortunate um to keep a positive mindset i think any time you can do that you've always got a chance
0: no doubt about that talking. Carmel Greyhound football out of Indiana. John Hebert, the head coach. A longtime assistant there before getting uh, the head coaching job. And 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 Coach, you know, one of the things, and, and I haven't really had a chance to do this, but now that we're in the month of May and graduation and all that, uh, what are you saying to some of these uh, these seniors? And I know you have a lot of kids that are multi-sport athletes that, that aren't having the opportunity uh, to, to play baseball or track. I'm not sure all the sports you have there in the spring, but uh, what are some of the things you're talking to those kids? What are you hearing from the kids more importantly I guess are they picking up the phone or are they texting saying coach you know I'm I'm struggling with you know not being able to to swing the bat or you know go over
1: the hurdles or anything like that you know there there are some kids that that are you know that's a great strength I I see in a young person that has the ability and willingness to talk about what they're going through emotionally and some of them have done that and I think a lot of them um you know, would really benefit from from doing that. I, I I don't see how you can go through this time period and and lose out on these great experiences and not have, um, you know, some real uh, emotional issues to talk about. And I think I think that um, what's keeping so many of them uh, positive is this forward thinking of of what's next. And uh, I think in the last couple of years, but especially this year, we have so many. Kids that played in this last season that are going to go on—they want to play college football, you know, or they want to play college baseball, or you know, they've got plans when it comes to an athletic career to go along with their academics, and and so that hope of uh, you know having a better day and having more opportunities—I um, tell you, we, we our facilities are closed. You're not supposed to be on the field. We, we are not encouraging. In fact, I'm I'm telling them not to go out and you know risk things right now. That we've got to go by the governor's. Uh, plan and but i tell you i get reports that there are a lot of kids they're <laughs> they're still out there doing it and oh yeah well i that's risky behavior i don't i don't endorse that uh but it speaks to the heart of so many of these kids that they just want to be back out there and you know i remember being young and feeling um mm-hmm. less vulnerable than than i feel now and but so i i hope that uh we're they're not overdoing it but um you know i think there's there's just this sense among them especially having won a state championship in in uh 2019 um like we did that uh the group that's coming back wants to repeat that's not something that has happened in 6a in indiana um it just doesn't happen in here it's you know, hard just, it's hard <laughs> it is it is and it's and that's what i love most about it you know ben davis will win and then the next year Warren central will win and then you know center grove and carmel and and so you know they're, 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 it's been consolidated into the hands of um, mostly mid teams, you know, in, in mm-hmm. our conference. But but it never to this point to yet in uh, in six classes has been uh, a repeat performance. So I know that our kids really they really want to break that barrier. And the kids that want that are going to go to college. And you know, our uh, nose tackle Cole Brevard was already at Penn State uh, getting ready for spring ball. Ty Wise was at Indiana getting ready for spring ball, and. Um, Dylan Downing, running back, who uh, was so great for us as as were the previous two guys uh, was at uh, UNLV, and he was already there. And, um, and now they're back home. And I think the positive thing there is they are having continuing to have an impact on next year's group by uh, stressing these same things that uh, you know this is uh, this is an obstacle. You know, our our slogan for next year is the hard way. You know, and we came up with that long ago. (laughs) And I told him, I, you know, I had no idea uh, uh, how that meaning would evolve to what it is now the hard way. We're going to do it the hardest way I think it's ever been done. But, uh, That'll be the fun
0: of it. We're going to talk about some of the talent here in, in one more question, but I am going to have you put on your uh, kind of your uh, uh, ambassador hat for uh, the state of Indiana football because you said something there that I think is real important. As I've been watching, and our our algorithm tracks fifteen things, and uh, it goes without saying we've talked about this before that the Mick teams, the conference that you're in, is very very strong, as evidenced by all the state championships. <laughs> but what I've been seeing um, is a difference. Like even in the playoffs, you know, some of those games. That used to maybe be blowouts when you know the Mick came calling. Maybe they were uh, you know first round easies or second round. Or qu- it seems like there is a uh, an elevation across the state. So I'm, I'm going to give you your opportunity here. Where is the state of Indiana high school football heading into 2020?
1: Well, you're you're exactly right, and um, the, the the level of play is being risen uh, in all six classes. And uh, you know, arguably, our our 5A champion, um, New Palestine, who, yep. um, you know, they're they're by enrollment they're actually a 4A school, but the success factor they've moved up. And Kyle Ralph is just, I mean, he is he is setting the trend for, um, I mean, dominant dominant play on both sides of the ball, and um, he's a phenomenal coach. And so people that are interacting with him are. Trying to push the envelope themselves, and you know, we went north. We're we we're, we're scheduled to go south next year. The alignment changed, um, but when we went north in the past couple of years, um, you know, Lafayette, Jeff, uh, the city of Lafayette, which which you know joins with West Lafayette where Purdue is, um, is is an up and coming uh, program. Pat Shamley's doing an excellent job there, um, and then uh, up up in Merrillville, we played Merrillville in the semi state. Uh, this year so they're they're kind of a uh, the outskirts of Chicago and Gary area um, there's there's a lot of of uh, great football uh, players great coaching up there at Merrillville they probably got five or six division one players on their team and uh, Fort Wayne Fort Wayne Snyder um, we we played them twice in the past three years and, and they were just uh, really physical tough games and Um, so, you know, as I look around the state, of course, of course, central Indiana, where most of the people live, and that's the reason it's highly, highly concentrated and populated. Um, the MIC and then the HCC, those are two really strong conferences and we're making each other better by playing each other. But then, uh, you know, those, those schools up there in Northern, and we can't forget about Penn up there Mm -hmm. in, uh, in, in, South Bend, um, they're, they're, um, they've been a trendsetter for years. And so, um, I think it's I think it's great football. I really do. Um, we're not as big of a state, of course, as, as uh, Ohio or Illinois, and we don't have the number of schools. But the level of play um, is is really high. And uh, I think I think if you were to watch a game, you'd you'd see it right off the bat. You'd see physical kids that have worked really hard in the weight room. You'd see talent and speed. You'd see great coaching. Um, it's just practically impossible to out coach somebody. Um, consistently in in, uh, in in our league. I mean, they're they're just they're all great coaches, and they prepare their teams so well. For instance, you know Lawrence North. I've said this many times. They won one league game, um, and we we were the 6A state champion, and we beat them by three points in overtime. And it took us a you know really a, a just a great run of uh, momentum to get that done. And um, that's what separates the top and the bottom of our league. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm excited to to see where this goes because it has only gotten better year after year.
0: Uh, last year, uh, New Palestine 103 in our rankings. You guys finished number 104. To just kind of put it in perspective, and you did bring up a bad moment for me because you know my love of snapping high school football stadiums. On the way to Chicago last year, we stayed in Merrillville uh, the one night, and I got up early in the morning thinking, oh, I can just go over to the stadium and take. And I'm always seeing it driving on 65. Right, years I've been driving by. Now I've got a chance. I can. Yeah, I couldn't get in there and couldn't find it. So you just disappointed me. If you ever there, snap a picture or two for me. <laughs>
1: Oh. <laughs> and it's a great stadium. It's yep. a great stadium. Yeah. yeah but it's yeah. a lot like ours and it but it also doesn't have a track, so it's got a really intimate feel to it. It's the stands are right up there close to the field. Uh, I love playing there.
0: Well, and and but but I was not disappointed. I did go over and I got into the brickyard. And you know, I I I, I got to watch what I say here because people think I'm breaking and entering. But you know, I I did <laughs> I, I did I did find my way in that one. I'm not saying that I was really. <laughs> they weren't welcoming me, but I found my way in. That's a great stadium too. Anyway, John Hebert's on the line. We'll now go back to talking a little Greyhound football to wrap it up. I think I heard a couple of things as you were de- describing the 2019 championship. A lot of good kids that are going. Going on to play at the next level. So, you obviously, the beauty of high school football is it changes every year. But I thought I heard some sophomores in there and some other things, and I, I kind of looked at what you had from last year's uh, roster. It looks like you've got some talent back. So, give us a thumbnail sketch, go both sides of the ball. Who are some of the kids you expect big things from
1: on the field and off the field? Well, we, we do have a phenomenal group, and that's why, you know, all of this that we're discussing, and I know that coaches all over the country feel the same way. Uh, it's not just it's not just a season that's at stake. it's it's the culmination of the preparation that these kids that are gonna be seniors um, having that finality of their experience and it's where they come full circle and they lead from the front um, and the team really rests on their shoulders. So we have a great senior class. i'm I'm so eager to see them come together uh we already had started our our leadership meetings and you know we had eight kids seven of them were were seniors that were in that initial group and many more that we were going to add to it um you know we've we've, we've got uh, a couple of phenomenal leaders on offense several actually but justin pickett uh is an offensive guard for us and uh yesterday he got an offer from the university of arizona um he's he's six seven uh, about three hundred and Thirty pounds and he, and he's just the, the, you know, just an unbelievably hard worker and, and, uh, really, um, you know, humble kid, you know, he's got no ego and he gives himself to his teammates all the time. And, uh, Colton Parker is a wide receiver that, that had eight touchdown catches for us last year. He's got a handful of division one offers. He's a really talented track athlete and, uh, just an unbelievable competitor, um, wants to win, more than anybody in our building. Uh, and he had a great, great uh season for us last year. Uh Zach White, uh running back for us. He's he's he had a thousand yard season two years ago and this past year he had five hundred some, but that's because we played uh three three running backs and they all are phenomenal. J D Rogers, um he's committed to Vanderbilt to play baseball. Uh he just uh, he's a superb athlete but more so the work ethic and toughness and leadership. I mean, he's just, just a, a great kid. And I'm heartbroken for him missing out on his baseball season. I know how important that is to him. Um, but again, he's really positive and forward thinking and, and lifting others up around him. Um, well, oh boy, I know I'm going to leave a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. out. I did mention Zach Osborne at quarterback. He's, he's a, um, you know, kid with a lot of talent, a lot of, a lot of, um, Football ahead of him after high school, and you know he's got a great arm and um, great attitude, and uh, he's got a lot of good experience this past year. So we're excited to see what that where that takes him. Um, we've we've got uh, a tight ends uh, Zach Bilger. His his uh, father played for the Indianapolis Colts. Ken Bilger and in, in Illinois, uh, Zach's a, a talented kid. Catches the ball. He's he's you know kind of a hybrid that can. Uh, play in line and also play on the perimeter which really helps with our diversification of our our offensive schemes um, we've got uh, you know several guys back on defense that that played a lot of football for us Dominic Pageant, at inside linebacker is a uh, he'll be a three-year starter and an all-conference player uh, his father also played for the Colts uh, for several years and Dominic is, you know, just like everything I said about those, those other guys leadership wise, kind of a quiet leader, but um, really positive and tough and uh, just a great football player. Owen Schaefer started two years for us already at corner. Um, He's, he's surprisingly uh, athletic. He doesn't jump out at you that way, but he's just really mentally tough and smart. He's a several of these kids are 4.0s or are close. And, um, you know, so they, they're really, students of the game and Owen is is that way for us and um and Andrew Turvey, an outside linebacker, uh big physical kid, great attitude, uh hard worker. communicates with us all the time about how things are going and picking people up and um you know, and then uh let's see here, Solomon Williams, uh his brother I mentioned earlier, Christian, uh who's going to Michigan state to play baseball. Solomon is, uh, he's a, uh, a safety for us and, and was our starting nickel and special teams, um, extraordinaire and, and, uh, was a, uh, you know, just a, a really tough physical kid. That's got a lot of, of upside, very talented, also a really good baseball player. Gavin Hale is another linebacker that, uh, rotated a lot for us played extensively uh, throughout the season and had a TFL and a force fumble in the state championship game that that helped us get the lead uh in the second quarter uh again a 4.0 student and great leader and uh, we have our our uh our kicker back spencer hannah he's been our our starting place kicker field goal kicker for the last two years he's he's just been phenomenal kicked three field goals for us in the state championship game as a junior and uh his sophomore year he was something like 11 out of 12 field goals and uh just the kind of guy that, you know, loves to have uh, the pressure on him and, and have, um, you know, I mean, just never, never wavers when it comes to having a lot on his shoulder. So excited about about him and, and having him as a veteran leader for us. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I could go on and on.
0: Okay, Coach, now I, I, that's tough. It's very, very hard. I know you you got to rack your brain here. I, do we have anybody else, anybody
1: you missed? Well, I need, I need to mention Baron Smith. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I knew receiver. you forgot somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, the old, the old brain doesn't work as fast as it used to. Uh, I can't forget Baron because he, he uh, really had a great season for us at wide receiver and kick returner. And, um, and there are a lot of other guys too, who, you know, are on the verge. They were, they were great special teams players for us and, I just know they're going to step in and, and have great seasons for us. We've got several offensive linemen that have been working really hard, so I'm sorry if I left <laughs> anybody out.
0: Well, yeah, hey, we 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 got you there, though. I, you know, our job is to to promote as many kids as we can. So I'm just glad you rem- remembered, remembered Baron Smith. He gets a little extra prop on that one. John Hebert on the line. We're going to wrap things up here uh, with, uh, once again, you guys aren't afraid to play anybody. I see that a couple of cupcakes to open the season with, uh, Kentucky Power Trinity, and then uh, in-state Indiana Power, who plays all over the country at this point in, in the Northeast there, uh, Cathedral. So I guess you were thinking that uh, the best way to start the season was was an easy 2-0 and start, right?
1: <laughs> now <Nah>, talk <laughs> well, about the schedule I, I, yeah I, i'll tell you i'll tell you and i in, in, uh, in jim Inskeep our athletic director and i talk about this all the time we're we're not afraid to play anybody because we're not afraid to lose um i we don't schedule those games really knowing exactly what kind of a team we're going to have um because they're they're often scheduled in advance and so uh you know you you, you the question gets posed to me do you want to do you want to continue this series with Trinity? And my answer is yes. And they beat us up pretty good this past year in week one down at their place. I mean, it, that hasn't happened to us in a long time, but, uh, we wouldn't have grown the way we did and and have become the eventual state champion. In my opinion, had we not had that big dose of reality when we went down there and played them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's the beauty of playing in our league. I don't, I just don't think you can get hung up on, uh, on our, our one loss record, it's, it's not important to me. It's about having an ascending team that uh, is going to go through hard things because then you're going to be able to get to the real heart of the matter. You know, are, are, are we really committed to getting better? Are we, can we look in the mirror and, and accurately see where we are right now? And there's just no way to do that without playing the best competition um, and being forced to, to face the truth
0: that's a good way to put it well coach it's always uh, fun to talk with you appreciate the friendship you've been uh, a big supporter of ours and that means a lot to me and I'm just uh, like I said I am I am very positive there will be a season and that's good for all the kids you get not only what you do for kids because I say this all the time uh, fans around the country have got to uh, understand that football is not what it was when I was a kid growing up where a coach coached for you know four four months out of the year and then just kind of hung it up until it rang r- rang around a- again the next year uh, these guys him and his staff they they do a lot uh, to help kids Uh, in many cases they're like second fathers and John I know you're uh, well respected in the community there and I'm just just so proud to uh, call you a friend and and know that you've been able to do what you've been able to do there as an assistant and then just step in and keep it clicking right along as an HC so congrats on that and have a great 2020 thanks for joining us tonight
1: Jeff thank you for all you do for high school athletes all over this country what you're doing is providing hope positivity, um, and you're celebrating the great benefits of what I believe is the greatest game uh, in the world. And uh, thanks for having me and including me, and and, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Well, thanks for those kind words. We'll see you down the road.
1: Absolutely. Take care. John
0: Hebert, what a great guy. Really always enjoy my conversations with him. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where Carmel is as we uh, move closer and closer. We are, let's see, we are now 47 days away from the release of the High School Football America preseason 100 on June the 29th. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat. If you weren't listening at the beginning, this is a big deal. Up until June 30th, if you sign up for their instant replay sideline package, and by the way, GameStrat is highly reliable and faster than them all, and they've got great customer service. And when I talk to coaches around the country, and you know I talk to a lot of them, one of the things they complain about is bad customer service. Well, here's the deal. Right now, they are discounting all of their packages if you buy before June 30th a month and a half away, uh, your package will be discounted well below the price of Huddle Sideline. Yep, and by the way, they're better than Huddle Sideline. Discounts up to $200, and your money will not be at risk because if your season is canceled, they're going to roll over the subscription until next season, meaning the 2021 season. No risk, great reliability, great speed, great customer service. What are you waiting for? I've been doing this for almost 44 years now in being a professional journalist. Met a lot of people along the way, a lot of companies along the way. These guys are the real deal. And the uh, co-founder and CEO of the company, uh, Tunchakaya, will again join me tomorrow on the podcast to talk about why they're doing this. And why are they doing it? They care about the game. They care about coaches. That's the bottom line. When you call them, they will answer and they will get you fixed. That's the main thing. And, um, you may say, Jeff, well, you know, they're your, your, your customer. Well, of course. But what you don't know is how much time and effort and research I do when we bring partners on to the High School Football America platform. This is not for just a year. This is always long-term. That's the way I look at it. I check these guys out. I checked them out not only with what they do and how they run their company. I checked out the technology. But you know who I really checked it out with? Coaches I respect. And coaches that I respect that have made the switch tell me there's no <laughs> there there's no way it compares to huddle sideline. It is that much better. Huddle sideline. Hey, we know huddles. You know the the twelve twelve thousand pound gorilla in the room. But I got you, I got news for you. Their customer service ain't what it used to be. As they became that big gorilla. And gamestrat will make make you smile when it comes to what you need, especially on game day. You need somebody to answer that phone. And trust me, the guys at GameStrat will do that for you. Oh, and by the way, they are football players. Tansha is a former college football player, and he created it for his coach. So he knows exactly what you coaches need out there when it comes to instant replay on the sidelines at the high school level. All right, so that's tomorrow. We're gonna to talk with uh, Ton Kaya of GameStract for your all your needs when it comes to sideline history. You've been listening to the High School Football America podcast, and I'm Jeff Fisher.